This is episode 89 of the Rising Man podcast with Lino Hala. We live out the confusions until they become clear. Good rising family. Blessings up to all of y'all out there. Welcome back to the show. I am your host, Jedi Azuma. Feeling inspired, feeling the love, feeling the change of the seasons. Happy autumnal equinox to my Northern Hemisphere folks out there. And happy spring to you guys down under. I know y'all been struggling through the winter out there, my Aussie fam. <laughs> uh, I know all of you guys, you guys always bug out when it starts getting cold down there. But all right, enough is enough. Before we jump into our episode for this week, I'm going to remind you guys about the one thing that is responsible for 95% of the man that I've become today. And I mean that. I'm talking about my men's team, the men's team that I've sat with for the past seven years. The best, literally the best of the best of what I've learned about manhood, masculinity, and becoming the man that I want to be has come from this space. I've spent so much time in my circle and with my team that I forget how uncommon it is for men to have a space like this one, like the one that I've got. And since I can't travel the world to see each and every one of you to drop in and support each other, I've created the Rising Man Fire Circles to establish that culture and community because we have the tools, we have the technology, we have the ability to do this. We don't need to be directly in front of each other all the time. So we've got men from different countries, different continents, practicing masculinity together, practicing accountability, mirroring, challenging, sharpening each other so that we can be the men that we've always wanted to be. The fathers, the brothers, the husbands, we know we can be. But we only get there by practicing, by getting in the ring with each other, with other men who hold high standards of masculinity. So if you're ready to step up and you're really ready to step in, we're waiting for you. Join us by going to patreon.com slash rising man, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash rising man. Click on the $33 a month tier and jump in feet first to join the rising man jet stream. Jump on the wagon. Don't put off becoming the man you've always wanted to be because it's more comfortable to stay where you're at. Don't do it. All right. Without further ado, my guest for today is none other than Lino Hala beautiful, beautiful brother of mine from down under. Lino is a proud father to a beautiful daughter, loving husband of three years. He's a personal trainer and coach of over 15 years. What he prides himself most on is being a body and mind transformation specialist, helping people discover what their true potential is, and then guiding and empowering them to take action and transform their lives to living their best lives. As a coach for well over a decade now over the last few years in men's work, working with families and people in relationships is the work that Lino is most passionate about. Being the third oldest of 12 kids, Lino prides himself on being a big family man with family and community being his highest values in life. In this episode, Lino and I discuss the importance of family and remembering the cultures that we come from, talk about how often men stumble when we are asked the question, what do you want? When we really think about that, what do I want? How difficult that question can be to answer if we've never asked ourselves that. We discussed the connection between the astronomical rates of male depression, anxiety, and suicide when it comes to living a fulfilled life and having clarity of purpose. We talked about the pros and cons of being single-focused as men, where we can easily miss everything else that's happening around us because we're so focused on one thing. Lino and I also talked about why clocking in at work and paying the bills is only the beginning of our capacity as men, why we're capable of so much more and what we need to do to break ourselves out of that pattern. 
And last but not least, Lino talked about how coming from a big family has allowed him to bring this value of connection into all other relationships in his life. Truly a man of heart, embodying the work and walking the talk. Without further ado, my man, Lino Hala. rising man family i got another powerful brother here today this is a man that i really really respect and i'm I'm grateful to have him on here today coming live from the gold coast the goldie coast out in australia lino hala what's up brother man i am great you i'm well man i'm well it's good to be looking at your face across the screen again and i know that we're going to have a powerful conversation today i also know we're on limited time so we're just going to jump right in let's do it man you ready let's let's dive let's dive All right. So let's start off with this. What is the difference between a boy and a man? Maturity. Maturity. Okay. Tell me more about maturity. I guess once you, a boy's not developed. Mm. A boy has a lot to experience, a lot to learn. I don't think I truly felt like I didn't become like a man until into my thirties, into my thirties. And I thought I was a man in my (laughs) twenties, but my 30 year old, you know, me, my 30 year old version of myself, laughs at my 20-year-old version of myself, sort of mm. in the sense that if only you knew what was ahead of you, like I just, you just maturity experience, you just don't know, you just mm-hmm. don't know. But you know, when you when you mature, you just know when things change. Mm. So I guess maturity and experience, when you're a boy, you just, you don't have the time to experience. Mm. Yeah, you're just, ta- you're taking in so much, right? The, the, the world is, it's opening up for the first time. And it's like we want to grasp on to the first couple of big insights that we have. And, and that is it. That's the thing. And, and we're still, you know, 10 the things away from the thing. <laughs> you know, to- I, I guess the question is, are you talking about when you're an adult, when you're a male adult, what's the difference between a boy and a man? Or when you're young and you're a boy, what's the difference between a young boy and and an adult man. Well, that, that's why I love this question is because there's different interpretations. So why, why don't you go, go deeper into that? Because that's a little bit of a different perspective, bringing in the word adult too. So tell me more about that. There's a lot of boys out there in men's body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I experience it, geez, all the time, all the time. It's someone very close to me and we only really got close to knowing each other this year through men's medicine. And that's probably one of the clearest things that has stood out that he never, by the sounds of things, he's never really developed past what he was like when he was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Went to jail not long after, you know, whilst he was a teenager. And that operating system he had when he was, before he went to jail, is still the same operating system programming that he functions off now in his 30s. Yeah. So maturity, like development, he never really developed past there and he was really struggling with relationships. Yeah, and it just stands out like day and night. Yeah, so it's like a stunting of the growth, like they like getting stuck in a repeated cycle. I think that's that's a really good indicator for for us to like a reflection point. Mm. Am I doing the same things that I was doing three years ago, five years ago, <laughs> ten years ago? Mm. Am I doing the same things in maybe a different body? Maybe different circumstances in my life, but the same behaviors, the same patterns. I think that's absolutely agree with what you're speaking to about the, the differentiation between boys and men. I think men, we're constantly looking for how to better our best because we don't have this idea that it's all about us. 
it's not about me. You know, I'll keep doing the same things over and over again if it keeps serving me, if that's my mission. But there's always more to grow and improve upon when it's about serving everybody around us. Oh, I had that question. I had the, a question this morning to me. When did, have I always been like this? Or when did I know to make changes? And I said, you know what? When I got sick of my own bullshit, hmm. it just repeating those same patterns. I didn't go traveling until I was 28. And then oh. after I went traveling, um, I sort of wanted to continue traveling. And then I didn't go traveling. I, I spent one year, I just took a whole year off. I traveled and looked after my daughter. That's all I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Then the year after that, I didn't really go traveling much after that. And I didn't spend much time with my daughter either. And I was like, you know what? If I don't make some serious decisions, I'm going to find myself back where I was in my 20s before I even went overseas for the first time. I'm like, nah, I'm dropping a whole bunch of things and I'm chasing the life that I want. Yeah. Well, there you go, man. You said something when I asked you that question initially about your 30-year-old self looking back and laughing at the 20-year-old version that thought he had become a man and figured it all out. So mm-hmm. can you can you paint that picture a little better? Because I can really relate to that. I can relate to looking back 10 years ago and thinking, man, what was I thinking? I thought I thought I had it figured out and I was I really had no clue. I was just getting started. Um, I had my daughter when I was really young, I guess. I was 22. And then I bought a boot camp franchise and I built that up. And then I found myself lost in my ways and I moved from Brisbane to the Gold Coast. Now I'm in my mid-20s. Uh, mid to late 20s and sort of starting again, then falling out with my daughter's mother. Every time I thought I had it, or, you know, a piece of advice, a friend of mine who coincidentally has this for timing, he just commented, <laughs> it just a notification popped up um, <laughs> from him. And he said to me, bro, you really need to be worried when you're at the top. That's when you should be worried. You'll be more aware the most because when you're at the bottom, you got nothing to lose. You're already at the bottom. There's nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. You've lost everything. Mm-hmm. But when you're at the top is when you should be paying the most attention. Mm-hmm. Not long after that is when I pretty much was at rock bottom again. Mm-hmm. It didn't occur to me until that had happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let me ask you about rock bottom, just because I've heard other guys mention that on the show. Most of the guys that I've seen have had some version of that. It doesn't always look the same. But it seems to be a recurring a recurring pattern in men who really get to the depth of who who they are on an essential level and find purpose in life. So, do you think that finding and hitting a rock bottom is part of every man's journey? I think that men usually don't notice what's going on until it's physically happened in front of their faces. Uh, I had that, this conversation on the weekend, and one of the men didn't realize his partner was ready to leave until they came home and there was nothing there. Mm. Just after I said what I just said just then, that yeah. it's usually not until they've gone to your partner has actually left and you're like, oh, it's over. But there were all these signs leading up to that. For me, I had hit different types of rock bottoms mm-hmm. and I guess I've sort of find that I've always operated my best function, like being at my best when I've had my back against the wall. What I really worked on is that you don't have to be that way. You don't have to live life with your back against the wall. Like you, you can, you can actually go after what you want without being decisive, not reactive. Hmm. 
decisive, not reactive. Yeah, I think I think that's also an indication of the differentiation between boy and man, is that 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 boy in us, and and not to make the boy bad in any way, but that boy yeah. in us is still just reacting to whatever comes because it doesn't have yes. that level of maturity, that level of seasoned expertise, and knowing how to deal with different life scenarios. And we don't we don't get that experience except by living life. Right. It's like you got to be out there in the world and taking on challenge. I was I was just having a conversation with someone today. We're, we're not exactly aligned. It's like it's like a client I'm working with and, and we come from a little bit of different belief systems. We were talking about how we have not allowed an entire generation of young people, especially boys, to fail. There's been the helicopter parents. You know, I'm from that generation. There was so much protection around failure and heartbreak and hardship that we literally have a generation of 20 and 30 year olds that are terrified of failing, of taking a risk. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. That is a massive problem. I had this conversation half an hour ago. <laughs> let's, do, let's do it. Yeah, adults in their, in their 20s and their 30s and their parents are of a generation that they're not from. And for these 20 and 30 year olds are trying to navigate their world, themselves, their lives in a world that their parents didn't grow up in. So their parents, you know, as we know, we all model everything of our parents. Mm-hmm. So, you know, their parents don't know what it's like to live in our world. And I guess it comes back to what I said before, like, what do you want to do? Like, make a decision, yeah. you know, make, make some choices. You have the ability to make some, like, you've got, the world is your oyster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can yeah. make some serious decisions. Yeah, and back and back to just what you said a moment ago about reactivity and decisiveness. What gives a man the power to be decisive. Oh, you have to take it, huh? You have to take it. Well, you already have the power. Mm. I think that's the thing. Until you realize that you have the ability to make a choice. I had a, a friend of mine say to me, we, we had one New Year's and he said to me, bro, you need to stop seeing the same girls. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, this girl, that girl, that girl. And I didn't tell him about some of them. And I was like, oh, well, he's obviously been paying attention. And then, you know, on Facebook, how it says people you may know, they're your mm-hmm. friend's friends. I remember seeing on Facebook not long after that, and I was looking at, it, at those people. I'm like, they look, they look a lot like the people that are actually my friends. Like, maybe, <laughs> maybe he was right. So I was talking to my, one of my, my friends I was training with at the time. I said, what do I actually want? So I threw it out of what I was looking for in a partner. And then like a couple of weeks later, I met her. I'm married to her now. Mm. You really do have the ability to make some choices. Before that, my question to myself was, what do what decides who I'm intimate with? And I'm like, do I just be intimate with anybody? And I'm like, well, I kind of, it's always been a choice of a selection of, of women. So it's, I've never actually pursued anyone. Mm. So when I came across that, I'm like, oh, I've kind of just allowed people to come into my life. I've never made a decision. Mm. I've just chose what's been given to me. I'm like, Oh, that's pretty average, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we reacted back to that reactivity, right? Just mm. kind of reacted to what's in front of you. Yeah. You know, I think there's I think there's a lot of guys that can relate to that. I know that there's definitely a time in my life where I was like that, where I wasn't being very discriminatory about who I was intimate with, you know, because as long as I was attracted to them and they were attracted to me, that's 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 it. That's the price of admission right there. <laughs> that's the standard. Oh. That that is a question that I ask a lot of a lot of a lot of men. What is it you're looking for in in a partner? How do you what what determines who gets your intimacy? Mm. How do you determine who you're romantic with? Is it just any woman that's wanting to be with you, or do you actually have some things that you know 
that qualifies, you know, them to spend that intimate time with you? Or do you just give it to anybody? Yeah. I think I, I never really thought about that. I said, oh, no, because neither did I. Because neither did I, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I bet a lot of guys have a hard time answering that question, whether it's about relationship or if you ask them what they want for, for their lives. When you say, what do you want? What do you really want? Not that, not that surface, what you've been going for lately, but what do you really want? Do, do you mm. find that a lot of guys are like, whoa, I don't know. Yeah. I haven't thought about that. No. So a lot of time I'm like, how did you meet your partner? I said, oh, well, there's the usual. She contacted me. She messaged me. And it's we're accepting what's coming to us without really thinking, what did I actually want? And I guess in, in a world where there's a lot of unhappy marriages, unhappy relationships, Mm. Or did you even ask what you wanted in the first place? Or did you just take what was given to you? Mm -hmm. And I guess when I'd been in three serious relationships, four years, six years, and then two years, I'm like, I thought I was good in relationships, Hmm. but I couldn't have been too good because I was still single. Yeah, Yeah, man. Just looking at the evidence, right? (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty much what made me start to making a lot more smarter decisions was I was now in my 30s and i was still single i was living in the study of a friend's apartment with two friends like they were in a relationship and i'm thinking to myself how did i get here Mm, mm. well i want to circle back to something you said a little while ago you were talking about a lot of guys they don't know it's happening until it happens and then they say oh my god i missed it this whole time and to me, that was a reflection of the masculine at its finest. We're single focused. We zero in. Whatever our attention is on, whether it's whether it's serving us, whether it's really serving our higher mission and our purpose, or it's completely off target, we can be so caught up with what's right in front of us, in front of us that we miss everything else around us, which can be a really useful part of the masculine, but it can also have these repercussions where we miss other things that are happening. And so I think it's connected to what we're just unraveling here, where if a guy doesn't know what's going on in his life, he's probably not actually connecting to and thinking about what do I really want? And if we could put that level of focus and attention on what I really want, then that's a very quick and simple pivot and shift to make. If, if you can actually direct your attention to that and put all of the energy that you've had behind the other things you've been paying attention to, a lot can change in your life very quickly. Massively, massively. Majority of the men that I come into contact with experience what you're talking about and mm-hmm. that if, if the only they put that attention in mm-hmm. and, and they tell, and I'm sure you come across these stories all the time and you can just hear the red flags going off. And I'm like, you know what? If you gave your relationship or your love life, the level of attention you give everything else in your life, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation. Mm-hmm. And, and when, like for me, Family values is my highest priority. Like it just, I'm massive on family. I guess when you, I'm the third oldest of 12 kids, six brothers, five sisters. My daughter's the oldest out of, she's 13 out of 24 grandchildren. My mom's the oldest of 13 children. My dad's the third oldest, 11. Family is, that's all I know. It's the best, it's the thing I know the most. Mm. The thing I know the most. So I guess that was one of the the turning points for me was, If my mum had to come visit me in jail, I'm like, she'll be so disappointed. And I'm like, I'm going to have to change my ways. And you know what else is really hard? Parenting behind bars. So Mm. I'm like, Mm -hmm. if I don't start to make a change, I'm going to disappoint my mum and I'm going to be a really shit dad. 
I don't want to be either or mm. doing either of those. So I started to make some, some conscious choices and I'm, I'm really grateful that I did. But when I see, you know, the repetitive behavior of the majority of the males that are anywhere and everywhere, um, mm. I'm always like, well, what about your family? What about your mom, mm. your dad, your partner, your kids, you know? like putting things into perspective. Yeah. How much do you find that that disconnect from clarity and purpose is also associated with an absence of values, being really connected to what you value and what, what is important to you in your life? It's everywhere. I think we get this perception, and this was something that I came across. I find that a lot of men feel that going to work takes care of everything, that mm. my family know that I love them. I'm going to work. Because I'm trying to provide for my family. And a question I ask them all the time, they say, I'm busy, I'm working, I'm busy, I'm working. Well, well why are you going to work? Who are you working for? Because if you're there all the time and your family, you're working for them and they never see you, I think we're kind of defeating the purpose, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that goes back to that attention thing. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really a great point that you bring up right there is there's a lot of men out there who are doing the best that they can, but are completely blind to so many things that uh, there's, there's just a simple incongruencies in what they actually want and how they're going about getting it. Mm-hmm. Like you said, they th- we, we think that we can accomplish everything we need to. We can show love to our families. We can get intimacy from our partners just by clocking in, doing our job and putting food on the table and a roof over their head. And that takes care of everything. You know, that's right. And that's, and not to take away from that, that's, that's nah. huge. You know, all the guys out there, you know, who are taking care of a family, providing for a family, yeah. it's not easy to do that. It's not easy to do that. No. And, I, but there's another level to it, you know? And that's what I, uh, I pass on is that, okay, so you've been doing this whole working to provide for my family thing, like for a while now, and you've been really, really good at it. So you can do a bit better than that now. Like now it's time to start. The end game should be able to spend more time with your family. It should always be the end game. It shouldn't mm-hmm. be to be living away from work. Like my brother does four and one, four weeks away and then one week back at home. Like to me, I'm like, that's madness. How do your, how do you parent one, mm-hmm. one week out of five weeks? Like it, and, I, and our job yeah. as a, as a parent is to parent, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're not there, then how are you parenting? Yeah, man. Yeah. And, and, you know, I guess, I guess there are different ways to do it and, and people may have different values, but it, but I, I, I tend to, to resonate with you and I want to just keep speaking about what, what's exciting for you. You talked about family values. This is a good time to kind of shift into what you're, the work you're doing with men's medicine, with, with your bro Wa out there. Mm-hmm. You said, you said three words to me before we started, you said connection, community, and culture. Why, why does it come down to those three things of all the things that you guys could be preaching to men? Connection, community, and culture. Uh, it's about that togetherness. That togetherness, um, that, that connection between each other. I've always had the perspective that if you're not connected, then you're the opposite. You're disconnected. So mm-hmm. stay close. One thing that my dad, like I've just always carried, my dad never really let us go stay over people's houses. He always liked to keep us home. It's like whatever goes in, our, in other people's houses happens in theirs. But I want to know where my family is. And he just, we were just like this tight unit that never left. He just always wanted his home. So that never left me. So that's what my level of, of friendship and love is, is, is massive connection. And I guess community. Without the community, we're on our own, right? So that's yeah, why we- What's the point without community, right? Yeah. You, you leave the community. You leave, you're like, you leave the die, right? On your own. It just, so for us, that's why connection and community is really massive. And the culture part. I really believe like 
that's probably one of the most common denominators between us all is that we're all of some Polynesian, you know, nationality. Most of them are Maori. I'm Tongan, but there's some sort of ethnicity and I feel like that, that brings an element, but it's two sides of the culture that the connection in the community is our culture. Like we're not specific mm-hmm. to, and a lot of people ask us that, is this a, is this a Maori and a Pacific Islander thing? And we're like, no, not at all. This is an everyman thing. But the community and, and the connection, that's what our culture is, togetherness, staying together. Like we, we do most things together. We see each other every weekend and it's really, really working for us. So that's what we take to other people as well. Let me ask you about this because I know we're starting to get close to our end time. And, and culture is such a big deal for me. We actually just had a huge conversation about this with Jamie Schuster, the guy who came out here and helped us out with Call of the Warrior last week. Mm-hmm. The exchanges of, of culture and, and, and the, the massive problem we have with people who are disconnected from their culture, mm-hmm. who, who have disowned their culture. How many, how many folks out there do we see who are, you know, white, African-American, you, you name it, and are distancing themselves from their culture for one reason or another? Mm-hmm. You know, this is, it, the, our, our culture and where we come from is what we have to share and exchange and to actually build bridges across oceans and across boundaries and state borders and, and all of these different things. So obviously it's something that really is, is powerful and impactful for you. So what do you see on the grand scheme of things, the global impact? It's funny you say that. I, uh, I grew up in an all-white community. My dad kept us away from our relatives because he, he didn't want us to get into trouble. And it was a bit of a bad neighborhood where they were living. But what mm-hmm. ended up happening was we didn't grow up speaking our native language. And I've grown up Australian. It's just what happened. So I, I didn't end up speaking my own language. And it made me distance myself from my own culture, my own heritage, because I felt like I wasn't really Tongan because I didn't speak Tongan. And then eventually one day I realized when I wake up and I look in the mirror, there's a Tongan guy looking at me. Mm-hmm. And when people see me, they see a Tongan guy. So eventually I embraced my own heritage and then I eventually went back to Tonga with my mum and my daughter. I thought, three birds, one stone. This is how I'm going to sort this out. And I've really become closer to my own culture since then. And I've just accepted that you know what, I don't speak Tongan, but that doesn't make me less of a Tongan. It's part of who I am. And I'm one of those people in today's generation that's trying to navigate my way through modern day world that's Tongan from Australia. Mm -hmm. I'm an Australian from Tongan descent. My parents didn't grow up in this country. I've had to learn how to be in this modern day world, you know, not speaking Tongan and take myself back to my, and my parents didn't realize that not speaking, teaching us the language was going to eventually be a disadvantage for me. But refining all of that has been a great sort of experience. And especially being the last week over in Aotearoa, over in New Zealand, mm. I've never given so many hungies in my life. <laughs> there mm-hmm. is so much mana in that country. And, you know, the 685 men have taken their lives over there mm. this year. To be able to go over there and to shed light onto that and to share love with them and the medicine that's with my, in my heart, the amount of men that have sent a message back saying that, you know, we helped save their lives blew me away. Even on Sunday, Monday, I slept on a, slept in a marae on, on Sunday and Monday. So mm. yeah, getting back to my culture and, and just the Polynesian culture has been massive. Yeah, man. Yeah. One of the teachings I've gotten from, from my elders is that you, you can't 
divorce yourself from your culture. It's literally right here in my DNA. All that history, it's all waiting there for you. It's, 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 the, it's like the records that have been kept is, is encoded in your DNA. And if you put yourself back, if you connect back with the land, you connect back with the elements, you connect back to the language, the prayers, the, the ways, the traditions that your family has done for thousands and thousands of years, it's going to reawaken in you because it's just waiting. It's, it's lying dormant. It's waiting to be activated. And what is your culture? So my background is Japanese and Italian. Okay. And it's interesting because I've never felt connected to my Italian side of my family. I've always felt connected to the Japanese side of my family. Mm-hmm. And in my adult life, where I was welcomed into a community that gave me culture that I was looking for has been the Native American community. Yeah. So the Native American church and, and Native American indigenous ways of this land that I feel connected to because this is where I was born. Yes. And and this these are the, this is the land that I know. These are the songs that have been sang here. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of different ways that we can connect to culture. I think it's just finding what feels, what rings true inside of us. 100%. And, and just keep following those breadcrumbs, whatever it is, whatever it is. 100%. I, I feel like uh, the Western world lacks a lot of culture. It's why they're so lost. Uh-huh. It's why they're so lost. So lost. And man. I think there's a bit, of a, a bit of a recipe that works for the percentage when it comes to groups. Of, and it's, this is why it's really important that we're not a Pacific Islander and, and, a, and a Maori group because without the other cultures part of us, that's all mm-hmm. we would be. We would be isolating ourselves, which is not what we want right. to do. No. No. We don't want to do that, man. Like her cultures are meant to be shared and a vehicle for communication and togetherness. So mm-hmm. so I know we could talk for a while, man. I want to make sure I get you out of here in the time that we said. We're going to do two lightning questions, and then I want you to give us a quick download of what men's medicine is so everybody can come check you out. Okay. So, you ready to I'm, fire away? I'm ready to go. All right. What is one thing you've learned in your life you wish you knew when you were 18 years old? You have the ability to design a life. Beautiful. And what do you think is the most important value to have as a man? Leadership. Leadership. You are you are you are the captain of your ship. You are the king of your domain. That is your job. <laughs> Heck yes, man. All right. So now just tell us where the people can find you. And I tell you guys, this is a brother that is absolutely 100% worth the follow. He's an amazing man. I've met him in person and we spent time together in Man Cave. I can't endorse you enough, man. Tell us about Men's Medicine, the links, where we can find you guys and support you. Find us on Instagram, just Men's underscore medicine on there's a web closed grip on Facebook as well. Just search men's medicine. What's men's medicine for us. Our belief is that everyone has the medicine has medicine that has the ability to help heal another man. You know, when your friend, when you're feeling down and your friend calls you and that helps you feel better, that's medicine. That's what it is. Mm, Beautiful, man. Well, make sure you guys go check that out. Lino, I'll keep my sign off brief. Just know like everything I said to you before we recorded, you're, you're all that, man. You're the real deal, Holyfield. And I, I love you. I support you. And I'll follow you anywhere, man. And happy to be on the front lines with you. Thank you, brother. I, I hope to see you, Men's Medicine, see you over on your shores in the very near future. Oh, he, he threw it down on the podcast. That means it's happening. All right. I love it. <laughs> Let's bring you out here, brother. Yeah. Let's bring you out here. 2020, baby. <laughs> ah, I took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> All right, Lena, brother. I love you, man. Take care. Love you, my brother. Bye. I wish I could have spent another hour talking to this man. Lino is a man that I have respected and looked up to and listened deeply to from the day that I met him. He is truly a man who has taken charge of his life and is doing the best with what he's got every single day. And if we were all doing that as men, if we were all committed to doing that as men, we would have families that felt cared for and loved 
all the time. We would have children that felt like they were getting the best of us all the time. Partners, elders that felt like they were getting the best of us all the time. So that's the challenge. That's the gauntlet I'm throwing down. Let's continue to be those men. Let's continue to live beyond where we thought we could. Let's continue to be our best selves and better our best every single day. And simply do what you say you're gonna do. If you commit to something, follow up, do it. Show people that you're trustworthy. Because if, th if there is no more important currency and resource in the world, it is trust. And that comes from being a man like Lino, a guy who does what he says he's gonna do and takes action. So everybody, make sure you guys go follow Lino and Men's Medicine. He's doing some amazing work out there in these meetings, these meetups, these get-togethers they're having out there are really powerful. So make sure you guys jump on board on his bandwagon. He's just, he's just an inspiring dude. Good dude to have in your vortex. All right, make sure you guys also sign up for the Rising Man Fire Circles. I'm telling you guys, it's a game changer like nowhere else where you can get real hands-on practical experience of leading, how to be supported, how to support, how to participate in a men's circle and get the support that you need. Get what you need to become the best version of yourself in your life and then give the same thing back to other men who are doing the same thing. No place like it. Trust me. Just head over to patreon.com slash rising man. Click on the $33 a month tier. Get yourself signed up today and we'll get you rolled in. We're breaking it down into small teams so that you guys really build these strong bonds. So it's mm, fire circle season is on right now. Make sure you guys join up right now. Always, 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 always. We've got the show notes with links and resources to our episode at the rising man podcast shout out to julian subic my bro who's always making sure that these episodes are popping and the show notes are popping you can get all the information you need julian thank you for what you're doing brother please subscribe to the rising man podcast follow us wherever you're listening to us leave us those ratings and reviews five stars if you think we deserve it some honest words about what you're getting from the rising man what your takeaways are what you think about the message that we're preaching here with the rising man because we read them I read every single comment, every single review that comes in. I care about what you guys are getting from this podcast. So please keep the feedback coming my way, our way, so we can do better and better for you guys all the time. And let other people know what you think, because that's the best way to spread the message, to spread the good word about what The Rising Man is doing here. So please do that wherever you listen to us. Give us that follow, give us that, that subscribe, and let us know what you think. As always, check us out on Instagram as well, at Rising Man Podcast. My man, Rowan Tyne, you guys know he's been flexing on the Instagram for a long time now, and he's got it looking tight, looking real, real good. So make sure you guys keep sharing up those images. I love every time I see one of you guys sharing up one of the images that Rowan's created because a lot of love, a lot of care, a lot of intention goes into that work. So big shout out to you, Rowan. Sean Offenbach, my man, editing these episodes since day one, man. We were like over 100, what are we, 150 episodes deep now. My man's putting in work and so steady, so consistent. Sean, thank you for everything you do, my bro. And last but not least, Mark Rose, our head fire chief inside the Rising Man Fire Circles where all of y'all should be jumping into. Mark is holding it down heavy and really has been showing up powerfully ever since he took on that role. I know the fire circles are in good shape because I got I got a good team supporting me starting with Mark. So yeah, you guys you guys got to get a team like I got. I'll just, I'll just end by saying that you guys got to get a team like I've got because with these guys, everything is becoming possible. With, with strong people who are working together towards the same common vision, same common purpose, we can do so much. So make sure you guys got a team in your life for whatever you're up to. Find some good teammates. It, it makes the journey a lot more interesting, a lot more fun too. So until next time, rise up and claim your destiny. <laughs>